And this is a good, uh, I guess, uh, introduction into yeah. uh, the Civilian Podcast. And, and that's what they've been doing. They've been mm-hmm. framing the world a certain way. Mm-hmm. They've intertwined themselves so well in society that you wouldn't even know. This idea of like a thesis, antithesis, synthesis framework to provide problem, reaction, solution scenarios. Two-phase Fabianistic uh, revolution, one violent and one non-violent, to implement the social justice of the common good. And so... In communist aversion, we go through each one of those. Like, but when we're talking, you know, the new world order, essentially, these are the concepts we're going to cover: a one-world government, a one-world religion, a one-world currency, depopulation, the rewilding projects, global communism, transhumanism, totalitarianism, and the thing that's going to put it into the nation states is going to be another revolution. This is the introduction into. Uh, the civilian podcast mm-hmm. where we're primarily out of the gate going to cover two narratives mm-hmm. uh, it's going to be the psychological operation that we just spoke about but there's two versions of it so most people would know that operation as the new world order mm-hmm. uh, it's interesting because today they don't call them psyops anymore in the military they call them military information support mm-hmm. <laughs> so um and so you, get, you actually get uh, military information support operations or MISO, which mm-hmm. is what it's called, right? Which is an interesting term, yeah. <laughs> right? Um, for us, uh, we'll be covering both. There's two branches of it. One's the, we would say, is a secular or a... Uh, a sacred version of it right so uh, and all of that means is like within the new world order you can follow the strain that has the the mystery religions included or you can follow like the secular branch which is kind of like the the nation states uh, the the corporate states the uh, things like that they'll have really nothing to do with like any esoteric ideas mm-hmm. and so we want to cover both in this particular podcast, I think we had decided to start by just covering the secular aspect of mm-hmm. it, and then we'll do we'll go through that entire series and we'll circle back. I'll circle back, circle back. I get to disappoint you. Circle back, circle back. That's an excellent question. Circle back, circle back. I get to disappoint you, but we will venture to circle back with all of you. And once we, circle back. yeah, circle back. And so once we do that, we'll we'll come back and kind of repeat, and uh-huh. it's going to provide once once you understand the basic structure. of of it mm-hmm. then you can come back and put some flesh on the bones like here's where all the mystery religion stuff mm-hmm. comes in because on one level everybody that's uh, in the inner circles mm-hmm. are initiated yeah right? and so and that's going to be a, a big portion when you talk to start talking about like the idea that they want to create an enlightened society mm-hmm. as we pointed out before not everybody makes it to the future the future that Beyonce, be- right? Right. <laughs> well that was uh madonna madonna yeah and, and yeah so and because nobody or not everybody's going to make it, then who are the people that are that, that get to participate in this future that they're building? Mm-hmm. And so um, we we'll, wanted to we'll attempt to both. answer the um, age-old question: Who are the they? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Who, and who's who, behind them? Yeah. <laughs> who's the mysterious yeah. they? The mm-hmm. puppet masters behind the strings, mm-hmm. uh, puppeting the nation states of the world. Who are they, and what are their power structures? Mm-hmm. And so, if people have watched a uh, communist aversion one or two, they've heard that phrase mm-hmm. before. And we're kind of going to go basically a deep dive. Um, Communist version one and two. Uh, when we when we're done with this, we're yep. going to move into a review mm-hmm. of those two. Yeah. So like a, a slide overview. We're not going to, you know, yeah, spend another yeah. <laughs> spend another three because or four hours those combined. Are I think what three hour yeah, videos? Yeah, so it should if be anybody, about four hours total. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. If, if you're interested and you haven't seen it yet, or you want to rewatch it again, because we're going to pick up pretty much where right, that left yeah. off. There was going to be another documentary called The Enemies of Civilization we mentioned right. in the previous one. Yeah. But instead, we decided to do this format. Uh-huh. I think it's a lot better. You can get the ideas out in a yeah. faster and more yeah. uh, 
we had the format allows to get a more di- deep dive than yeah. you know, actually how so we're doing it. The, the problem that you run into when you do like um, some type of documentary like that, like th- there's the pace. It's so much information. Let's say you would write like, you know, 100 or 200 pages. Yeah. And you're, you're not getting all that, especially in, in a script format. Mm-hmm. You're not going to get that into like a, mm-hmm. a video. Plus all the citations that you have to show, mm-hmm. right? Because, again, the opinion thing, right? People don't want to hear your opinion yeah. on something. They want to know, like, are you saying um, anything that's actually factually Val- correct? Yeah. And so um, the idea behind what we're trying to do here is kind of say, yeah, there's this new world order mm-hmm. idea. It's been lumped into the category of like conspiratorial yeah. narratives, mm-hmm. and and that's created this thing. Like, if you start talking like that, we're just going to dismiss mm-hmm. what you're saying. Exactly. And, and <laughs> as somebody who understands that plot, you understand that. Well, that's part mm-hmm. of the the narrative, yeah. right? So for them to just dismiss it as a conspiracy. So theory. in a way, even the the splitting of the podcast into two. It has the same exact reason behind it, too. For people that are secular, you know, you bring something religious all of a sudden. For some reason, we're at the level where you're dismissed. You know, it's like, oh, this guy is one of those cuckoo and all that stuff. And then for uh, uh, people that are believers, it's kind of like, you know, easy to dismiss this because, like, they live in in the world of, like, this has nothing to do with it or you can't really see how this connects to it, you know? So right. for us, we see that they both come in at a nexus point and it's they easy do, to yeah. see it. So the idea is to bring it up. Yeah. So, yeah. so with that, I would say like, um, once you see kind of like the, the infrastructure had all kind of plays out mm-hmm. how it's been playing out over time, it's easy to kind of say like, Oh, I, I see why they would need to say, you know, put this stuff into like a conspiracy, uh, conspiratorial mm-hmm. category. Mm-hmm. And piggybacking on what you're saying, like religious people, it may be for those that are, especially for their, if their eschatology includes like, you know, like, oh yeah, we're in the last days. This is kind of like everything's coming to a a, a climax. We're at the end of time. This is the, you know, the, the, the end of the road for everybody. In that sense, you become like a, you're just preaching to the choir. Like, yeah. oh, of course we know this. Uh, the Bible's been saying this all In a way, nothing matters type of thing, right? Yeah. But it, if you're a secularist, mm-hmm. you look at that and go, oh, no, another right-wing mm-hmm. conservative conspiracy. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, so also to that, too, when it comes to, like, the format not allowing, because that falls under the bucket of conspiracy so Um, you do the six months of research uh, a few months of uh, shooting and editing and all that stuff and then when time comes to post all that hard work like just like we've seen with our last communist version 2 just taken out not only YouTube decides (laughs) that nobody gets to see it but then we get striked to the point where it's like hey one more strike and the whole channel is gone yeah yeah so so with that I would say like um, the whole being involved in like the new world order category mm-hmm. for me has been like a <laughs> maybe like a 30 year mm-hmm. uh, type thing so um i've been familiar with it from from way back right so yeah. and we mentioned previous like when things start happening and and the outbreak thing kind of happens mm-hmm. people haven't read people now are kind of reading like you know the lockstep document from the rockefeller foundation yeah. but if you've been familiar with the Rockefeller consortium took over from the Cecil Road Milner roundtable mm-hmm. groups. And when those guys died off, the, the consortium took over. And if you've been reading that stuff the entire time, you understand that it was those guys that presented those ideas mm-hmm. to you as, in the conspiratorial sense to make yeah. you think those are like Looney Tune people mm-hmm. that are out there doing that. Again, in the way that it's structured, so you get like the rings within rings within rings of power in some type of pyramidal type mm-hmm. structure, which is why that symbol is so prominent. 
if you were to go to the people that are in those circles, like, you know, the average guy at the Council on Foreign Relations or the Bilderberg Group or the Club of Rome or mm-hmm. any of these places, are you guys trying to take over the world? What are you guys trying to do? The, those people that you can actually approach like that wouldn't be the type of people that be like, yeah, that's the one thing that we're trying to do. But if you understand from their writings, the things that they actually produce that you can point to, this is why the quoting becomes so important, right? So in the secular sense, because you want to you want to be able to establish that, hey, this is not like speculation. It's not like, hey, you know, um, I I just watched a bunch of news clips and piecing the news clips together. It looks like there's this idea Mm -hmm. that's floating around. You get from a very real academic sense, Mm -hmm. you know, guys that, you know, we could easily point to and be like, okay, uh, Arnold Toynbee, John yeah. Ruskin, uh, Cecil Rhodes, um, uh, Carol Quigley. These are the type of characters yeah. that, you know, especially if you read Tragedy and Hope and the Anglo-American Establishment, there's no way you're going to walk away from that thinking like, um, A, this guy doesn't know what he's talking about, or B, that this is some type of quack. Mm-hmm. Or, even though you, you get like the kind of like uh, effort to dismiss the things that yeah. Quigley says, right? So, so I would say the only thing, good thing that came out of all this, you can tell that people are willing to more actually for like, to go and look for good information, you know, mm-hmm. something yeah. that has some merit to it rather than, so before you would see like even in the comments and all that stuff where, you know, uh, usually something when it comes to conspiratorial, let's say I'm interested in this, mm-hmm. I would I would watch it and the first comment would be source, trust me, bro. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's less and less that because a lot more people are doing a lot more research and right, there's yeah. a lot more good videos out there, yeah. you know, uh, kind of researching and then documenting what's going on because uh-huh. when event like this happens where it's like good crisis, you can't let it go to waste. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of stuff happening everything right, is planned yeah. out for years uh-huh. and it's kind of hard for like let's say just two of us to keep track of everything yeah so it's yeah. good to see like a lot more people doing a lot more like tracking researching and yeah. documenting and all that yeah. stuff I you mean, know? Th- that's that's really good yeah and so you know it's interesting with that because you know as, as you consume a lot of this stuff you can see like um, certain people are really good in certain areas, mm-hmm. right? But you can you can always see the oh the missing if, part. Yeah, yeah. Like right? If yeah. this was was with if this person was to speak to this person, they were to talk to this person, mm-hmm. right? Like, you can kind of like see the puzzle kind of coming yeah. together more clearly. And for for you, it's like also even when it comes to like religious aspects too, right? So there yeah. are people that we watch and they have some good information and good knowledge when it comes to like a lot of things that they dedicated their whole life to one (laughs) thing, you know? And then you're like, but you're just missing this one thing. If you can just talk to this guy that he dedicated his whole life to this, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And so when the the data starts to overlap, right? So there's certain things, like especially when, you know, this is the civilian podcast, but in terms of like eschatology, eschatology is the study of end times, and then soteriology, the study of like, you know, how somebody is saved. Like, Mm -hmm. So you get all these um, people that are really good in in certain doctrines or, or explain things a certain way. So you can be an expert, but you can't explain stuff. You're yeah. useless, right? So you'll usually write a book and then mm-hmm. I'll read the book and that type yeah, of thing. Yeah. But there, there's certain guys that are kind of like good at, you know, um, understanding the information and relaying the information into like in a consumer friendly mm-hmm. format. Um, it, this is one of the things that we talked about. We've always wanted to do was like create some type of conference where yeah. um, through either our efforts here or some other means, we bring those minds together and then we're able to kind of piece together mm-hmm. the, the, the parts where um, we think that either one person is missing out or, you know, they're strong in these areas, but they're weak in these areas yeah. and kind of like complement one another. And, and so use the, the idea from, you know, the, the uh, biblical parlance, like we, we're all part of the body of Christ. We come together and, you know, um, uh, you're just as necessary as I am. Yeah. Right? We, we all have a role to play. I can't play role, your role. You can't play mine. 
but, but that's you know that's that's, yeah. that's for another <laughs> podcast, right? So, um, but for this type of stuff here, so um, we want to kind of give them an overview on you know the stuff that we want to cover here. The idea of like what does what all does the new world order entail when, mm-hmm. when you hear those terms? Obviously, if you post a video on YouTube, the first thing that's going to pop up is that thing at the bottom, that little Wikipedia banner that they put. Or it, something it, like well, that. it says uh, "New World Order" a Wikipedia article yeah. that's a conspiracy. The first thing is going to pop up. So, but now that you know, every you can uh, you can string together probably uh, from their own mouths, probably going back. So, the new world order legitimately before we get into that us explaining what we think yeah. is um you can legitimately string together a whole bunch of quotes from guys going back you know 30 40 50 years and so yeah there's this progress that's made like you know can refer to american hegemony right so hey you know america is the sole superpower as we take over we're kind of like the tip of the spear going into uh, the world and now we're kind of setting the precedent for everybody else so it's a new world order we have a base currency that's <laughs> the, the 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 currency that uh, oil is trading mm-hmm. in. Mm-hmm. so petrol dollar the pe- well yeah it's basically our dollar so yeah. um when you look at like this, uh, and that was known as the Pax Americana, right? Mm-hmm. We, and that's based on the old idea of the Pax Romana, where nobody was able to confront Rome because of their military power. Mm-hmm. We are kind of like the parallel to that today. Nobody can inf- confront uh, America because of our military mm-hmm. power. And so, yeah, you're going to have some you know ebbs and flows in that. If you look at the, st- the statistics on like um, uh, military uh, personnel over time, like going back you know, 50, 60 years, um, the progression that's made, and then you see the uptick in technology, mm-hmm. the military industrial complex how much money we've been spending on the military it doesn't matter if you have a million troops yeah. if i can push a button and take you out yeah. in five seconds right so i mean even the idea of like right now the relevant thing is the gas and the gas prices you know the consumption what we're being told is now that people are coming off of pandemic and they're using more gas more demand means higher prices <laughs> but yeah <laughs> people only they're we're number three when it comes to in america using gases right yeah, so we yeah, talked yeah. about this the other day number one is military yeah military agriculture, and then agriculture then. and then we yeah. have this one right, right. yeah so yeah. we're spending a lot of money on military that's for sure we yeah. are right to so, the point where we can leave 85 billion dollar worth of equipment somewhere yeah. which makes it in like in, yeah, yeah which yeah. makes it like europe's the in europe even nato countries i uh-huh. think turkey has the number one military in there about 80 billion <laughs> so we left five billion more of their annual whatever they yeah. spend on their army you yeah know? so i mean that idea is that that's the military industrial complex yeah. so the idea was you know, we don't want to, after we emerge victorious as the sole superpower, um, we don't, we're not going to scale back the American mm-hmm. muscle. What no. we're going to do is ramp it up. And so now, if you look at all the companies like uh, are making Vanguard and um, BlackRock, Black so... They recently passed the $10 trillion mark. Of yeah, yeah. Them. But, I mean, they're managing assets of paramilitary corporations, mm-hmm. right? So, um, and when you look at that, you go, well... Um, we've dumped so much money into uh, defense, and so and for good reason. If you're, it's a, a, it's a good state. title, defense. You know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. we, we haven't had to defend against anything if you think about <laughs> right. it. You know, yeah. and then you look at like uh, directed energy weapons. The the amount of research that's gone through that DARPA, Modern yeah. Corp, the Jason Group. Mm-hmm. There's a whole bunch of uh, those, uh, and that's good stuff that we're going to get into later because a lot of people wouldn't know like the Jason Group, uh, you know, or Modern Corp and stuff like that. So you know, like Lockheed Martin. Uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. on all those guys but um there's a whole bunch of like subsidiaries and guys that were reaping a lot of money mm-hmm. during remember, the cost plus program yeah we mentioned a lot of them in the communist version one uh-huh. and communist version two yeah with the yeah. cost plus stuff mm-hmm. so and transatlantic traders blackwater khaki keller brown and root all those guys yeah. um but you know so for if you're moving this thing towards um 
uh, a one world government. Yeah, so if the question is what is the one world, uh, the one world, world order. yeah, new world order. Yeah, yeah. So, so well, we were not going to answer that. In this, yeah. this is just an introduction, yeah. like, a, <laughs> like a Kickstarter. But we, th- these are the type of ideas that we're going to yeah. cover, and we have uh, some slides that perhaps we can kind of share on. Um, either um, the archive website that we want to build or mm-hmm. we can just stick them on Iconic Label somewhere like a one-off place where they can download them. Yeah. Um, but when we're talking, you know, the New World Order, essentially these are the concepts we're going to cover. A one-world government, a one-world religion, a one-world currency, um, this concept of depopulation, the rewilding projects, um, global communism, transhumanism, uh, totalitarianism, which is going to lead to the Fourth Industrial Revolution, uh, we're going to talk about how revolutions have been instrument and, uh, instrumental mm-hmm. in like making the change from uh, monarchies over to nation states. And so the outgrowth of that was a strong middle class that wanted to participate. And then those guys wanted to participate in their political futures. They didn't like the divine right of kings idea. And so, well, you get this birth of like the, the, the corporations mm-hmm. or the corporate state, right? And so... And that's going to go through its progression. And the thing that's going to put it into the nation states is going to be another revolution, mm-hmm. which Klaus Schwab is so famously uh, talked about, the fourth yeah, industrial he's revolution. He's becoming the next famous guy. From yeah. the, uh, somehow Fauci disappeared, and you have a new evil guy everybody's watching for, you know? <laughs> yeah, it literally looks like yeah. uh, Dr. Evil. Um, yeah. <laughs> and so... Um, but we still have to go back and make sure that people understand the the history of it, mm-hmm. right? So you have to understand the the, uh, the Rhodes Milner Roundtable. Yeah. So Cecil Rhodes and his seven wills, he leaves that aside. He creates a secret society. And the idea was to galvanize the world's mm-hmm. wealth, run the wealth through central banks, set up different foundations and funds mm-hmm. like the Rhodes Scholarship. Get this, Because when they die, they yeah. need to pass this mm-hmm. idea down to the next generation. So, And then with that, the seven mountains of influence, mm-hmm. where do people go to get their information? Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, which groups did they found? You yeah. The Trilateral Commission, the Council on Foreign Relations, the Bilderberg Group, the Royal Institute of International Affairs, the Club of Rome, Budapest, and Madrid. And then what did those guys produce for mm-hmm. us, right? So you get, you know, U.S. Federal Reserve System, the League of Nations, the International Monetary Fund, the United Nations, the World Bank, the World Health Organization, the World Trade Organization, mm-hmm. and the list is uh, long. It's massive. So the idea is that all these companies, they don't just pop out out of nowhere. <laughs> no. it, you know what it reminds me of? Like kind of when you look at animation, every single yeah. part of it, it's not randomly there. Somebody had to sit down yeah, and yeah. was drawn and there's a purpose to it, you know, yeah. whether it's like as a background or whatever. Yeah, or look so, at film. Like, so, oh, yeah. So film, you you have you know four corners, uh-huh. and then you get to control everything exactly. that, that somebody's going to hear and see yeah. in in that frame, uh-huh. and that's what they've been doing. They've been uh-huh. framing the world a certain way, uh-huh. and in people have rightfully pointed out, like, oh, they're in control of the educational system. But that's not a new concept. The, yeah. the, <laughs> where do you think it came yeah. from? Is is the is the, the, it, the goal that was there. their goal to be there, and they're there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it didn't happen to. Yeah, it wasn't like it. It, it happened, and then it was hijacked. Yeah. they've hijacked other things, but yeah. these these are integral growth. It's kind of like you know, to use another, um, I guess, biblical. Um, uh, phraseology or whatever. You let the wheat and the chaff grow together, right? Mm-hmm. So they, they've they've mixed these things. They've intertwined themselves so well in society that you wouldn't even know that something that you know you see as normal, yeah. uh, like a normal organization, or so, that they would have these type of agendas built into the actual framework, mm-hmm. and that 
well, you know, some of these things kind of like um, if you read like Zygmunt Brzezinski's The Grand Chessboard, like, you know, the rise and fall of nations is kind of like, yeah, you know, do we need a nation over here? If we do, then we'll erect one. If we don't need one, well, then we'll get rid yeah. of this guy. We'll put this over there and we'll redraw the maps around these resources and put these guys against these guys. It, it's it's that yeah. type of thing, right? It's like when you said you always have like a plan to start and then exit strategy, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, that is. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I'm reminded of that because of uh, – uh, with with one one nine, you get like uh, when they they build the towers, they have to have like a, you know how you're going to construct it, but how you're going to deconstruct it yeah. or something. And so now that ties into like the plan for like demolishing. So, but if it happens to be some type of an attack. Mm-hmm. Then you don't need that plan anymore, and you save the type of money that would cost you to. Then you're just happy you had insurance, uh, or you, you're happy that you upgraded your <laughs> two, insurance. Two policy. different insurances yeah, because it's two different. separate attacks. Yeah. <laughs> Nonsense, right? Uh-huh. So, um, but other things, right? So we want to reveal like the tactics, the you know the strategies, the blueprints, and so what's actually on the back of the hoodie yeah, is kind of like you know. So this idea of a we'll thesis, show a image yeah. of it, yeah, I can yeah. turn around right now. <laughs> so, so this idea of like a thesis, antithesis, synthesis. This is framework to provide problem, reaction, solution scenarios where you go through this two-phase Fabianistic uh, revolution, one violent and one nonviolent. And so um, what is it What is it there to do is to implement the social justice of the common good. And so in communist aversion, we go through each one of those. Like, And, and so you, we'll make like a little bit of that statement and then like, oh, here is how they're doing it. Mm-hmm. Right? So, and, and they do it by stealth and secrecy through peace and politics by the four stages of ideological subversion, which comes from Besmanov, yeah. right? Demoralization, destabilization, crisis, and then normalization. normalization. If you notice, we're kind of moving into the normalization yeah. phase, right? Everything seems to be going back to normal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so, but as Besmanov said, he, he, you know, when he talks about, you know, when the when the, the the tanks moved in it's kind of like now the situation has, has <laughs> when normalized. the Soviet tanks moved into Poland the, <laughs> the situation has been normalized <laughs> right. yeah. and so um, you know the idea is to reveal like who are who are the key players like when you hear things like you know um, the global outbreak um, uh, what's behind that so that that has a long history people yeah. think like you know the 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 protein that, that that's injected that has a that has a long history, right? Steroids, so, <laughs> steroids. Yeah. And so um, the idea of uh, all of the I don't want to say stuff because of, yeah. uh, we were so much so on the brink of like getting everything deleted. Yeah. It's kind of like you got to tiptoe around these things and walk on eggshells. I think but, everybody kind of gets it, you know. So yeah. you're just yeah. yeah. So but you know that leading into you know dovetails into you know Klaus Schwab's book, you know COVID nineteen and the Great Reset. Mm-hmm. Don't let a good uh, crisis go to waste. That crisis management stuff. Stuff is what these roundtable groups were set up to do to create the problem reaction solution scenarios and now as you see we're going to move you know um, the COVID crisis moves you into the climate crisis mm-hmm. the first person was now diagnosed with climate change wow. like, interesting and so and that's going to move into uh, what we'll cover later in the uh, God King Father Friend podcast which is Sunday Law that's going to be the uh, another you know because the environment needs mm-hmm. to rest and we already have all the Protestant world resting on this day so we'll get the rest of the world to rest yeah. on, on Sunday because of the environment that when two years concept. ago the two weeks to flatten the curve came out <laughs> the the first thing we started seeing actually the first reports were like hey this is really good for the ozone layer the yeah. earth has finally can rest and uh, yeah. you know kind of rejuvenate bring yeah. uh, this um, what is it recover some of the ozone yeah. layer that we've been destroying yeah. mm-hmm. and so when you think of uh, so normally when you hear um, we're going to rest on yeah. Sunday 
Um, that idea, in, you know, in, in, if you're talking Genesis parlance, you know, rest does not mean uh, sleep yeah. or, or, or take a nap. Yeah, yeah, it don't mean any of that, right? So rest means rulership. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to rest on Sunday, you're going to rule on mm-hmm. Sunday. That's what the idea is, right? Yeah. So which is why God rests on on the, on the Sabbath day, right? So uh, because He's taken up His rulership, what did He do on the eighth day? He ruled. Yeah. What did He do on the ninth day? He ruled, mm-hmm. right? So and, and then you get the the Sabbath, which is the memorial of creation mm-hmm. week, and this is my memorial for all times is what he says right so um yeah we'll, get yeah, we'll, we, yeah, we'll be more in detail for god king father friend yeah, like, yeah. this is like a snippet of what you can see yeah, you know there's going to be about there's, yeah. there's, there's a ton of stuff in there yeah. so um another thing is you know we'll, we'll cover the world economic forum because th- you know that's not a new thing either that right? too, so yeah. back to the 70s it, it, started, it doesn't just happen to come like hey all of a sudden we have this organization that this is what they do and yeah. all these world leaders world's young leaders somehow you know they're <laughs> part of this uh uh fourth industrial change uh-huh. and then they're all champions for all uh, you know yeah so uh, and all of the all of your quote-unquote young world leaders yeah. are part of the young world leaders yeah. right so and that's under the world economic forum yeah. and they were trained to do what they're doing today so if you if you don't like what they're doing then you can trace the policies of their training um to to the World Economic Forum and, and so that traces to Henry Kissinger. <laughs> so, in seventies, were you saying right? Yeah, yeah. And, and so and what they said they were they had a, a problem that they were trying to solve that you know they had created and it really had to do with uh, population reduction. But they were re- reducing the population in uh, Western world, and they wanted to reduce it in their quote-unquote third world, which was uh, something that they wanted to correct now. Mm-hmm. And so th- that was kind of like the precursor. And, and, you know, the World Economic Forum is like a small piece of a puzzle when you're, you're comparing them to like the Club of Rome, Budapest, and Madrid, or um, uh, any of the other players that we can, you know, kind of name through here. Um, and then you get, you know, transhumanism um, or transhumanism, uh, climate change, Sunday law. We already talked about they're going to cover that. Mm-hmm. Another thing that we want to cover is kind of like the secret society stuff, right? Yeah. So who's – so we, we talked about last time there's the, the secret social societies mm-hmm. and then there's the secret the societies. societies right? yeah. So secret social society is the Club of Rome, uh, the Bilderberger is the Trilateral Commission, the Council on Foreign Relations, the world. And there's a whole bunch of institutes of international affairs and we'll detail we'll – probably – should provide like a chart so chart everybody it, can yeah. see all that stuff because it's, it's kind of in depth mm-hmm. and all of it's connected to like all all your institutions right so there's a, a ton of institutions the aspen institute the brookings institute um uh, the Stanford Institute of Research. There's, there's a whole bunch of that stuff. Mm-hmm. And so, but then you have your secret societies. And so your secret societies, the Templars, the Rosicrucians, the the Jesuits, the S-Mom, Opus Dei, um, the Cathars, the Brotherhood of uh, the Cross, Order of St. John, uh, uh, Scottish and um, York Rite Freemasonry, and then like Skull and Bones, Dagger and Quill, Scroll and Key. The idea is, is you go through all the different pieces of uh, this concept and um, and then w- once you get you know who the key players are, mm-hmm. what the key institutions are, what the structures of power that they set up, how they work throughout nation states, how they've you know uh, governed the world as it were from behind the scenes. Um, in this second version, uh, the uh, what we would call the the sacred version, or mm-hmm. that includes the mystery religions version of. 
um, the New World Order, uh, is when you bring in this idea of divine right of kings. And so, uh, so if you just want to appease an audience that says like, hey, I'm not interested in all that religious stuff that they've lumped in together with it. Mm-hmm. If these people have that ideology, that's fine. But I want to know what they're doing in real world events, right? So yeah. uh, how do we know that they're behind these wars? How do we know that you know it's their businesses that are polluting the environment? How do we know? And that's the beauty, right? Yeah. yeah. They admitted themselves. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. It, it, that is the good piece, right? Yeah. So. And, and so fr- from the first version of this, we show them that piece. Here's them in their own words mm-hmm. saying what they do. Uh, here's how they appoint um, the next rulers. Here's yeah. here's the uh, how they work behind the scenes. Yeah. Um, so here's for their everybody goals. that doesn't know, like communist version two, it's a three and a half hour long, and yeah. most of it is quotes, right? Yeah, it's just <laughs> reading stuff. Yeah. Right? So, yeah. Um, but so when we include the mystery religions, yeah. um, that's going to open up a whole nother can of worms. Mm-hmm. And, and so here's where a lot of people um, that are involved in this subject, they, they camp out on kind of like Luciferianism. And so you'll see like um, uh, a, a lot of focus around that, and like, or Lu- the Luciferian aspects of it, the satanic aspects of it. Um, which are really, um, those kind of sit on top of like this pantheistic idea because um, included in the mystery religion concepts is this, um, the idea that all the religions of the world are just uh, um, kind of like the, the exoteric Ex- doctrine. Yeah. So, so interwoven is this idea of a two-doctrine policy. There's what the inter-adepts believe and what the outer people are actually taught. What do we teach to the masses? And so, you know, outwardly, it's this particular religion, but inwardly, this is the the secret doctrine, right? And so we want to, you know, tell the people (laughs) what the secret doctrine is, what their goals actually are, Mm -hmm. what's the actual ideology that drives somebody Mm -hmm. to do this, somebody who has... All the money, yeah. all the power, all the resources. So there's a lot of people there in a group of, and I was there a couple of years ago under the idea of religion is just like a mass population control. Yeah, you know, yeah. if you can get a whole bunch of people that there is somebody watching over and is going to punish you if you do bad, then you choose what's good, what's bad, and yeah. then they're going to follow it, right? <laughs> yeah. But then the idea of seeing all these powerful people, rich people, like you were saying, the ones that have everything yeah. and the stuff that they do and who they think <laughs> and what rituals and stuff like that you right, do. Yeah. Yeah, and it's yeah. kind of like, wait a minute. So here yeah. I am thinking that smart people don't do any of this. Yeah. And I'm smart. I'm outside of it. I don't believe this fictional character that right, we yeah. do this. But you do. Uh-huh. And you have all these powers and all that stuff. Yeah. But you do the, to the wrong one, you know, or, uh-huh. or at least now I would say, right? Yeah. But you, uh, whatever they believe that their right God is. And then you do all these rituals and stuff like that. So something that isn't right, right? Yeah, so yeah. for the very least, it was worth looking into it. Right. right. Yeah. So it, it's interesting. Right? Yeah. So, and I don't think that that's kind of like where most people would start, right? It's kind mm-hmm. of, oh, this is interesting. Yeah. And so, but once you, you know, kind of like peek over the edge to see what's actually there, it's kind of like, there's talk no about, way these people Talk about this. a slippery slope. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's, it's one of those. So, you yeah. know, there's that article, you know, the, um, I forget who, who, who published it. Don't yeah. go down the rabbit hole. Yeah. Is that kind of like a, like a, you know, the don't trust your own uh, research type thing. Yeah. So, um, uh, CNN had something like that too. Yeah, you yeah, would yeah. come to us, and uh, I think it was—I forgot what it was about—but it's like, yeah, you come to us, and we tell you what it means. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no thanks, Ministry of Truth. Yeah. Right. So, <laughs> um, so w- with those concepts, you get this um, this idea of like um, uh, the the wealthiest, the most powerful, the 
uh, ones that are kind of what it looks like they're sitting on top of the pyramid. Mm -hmm. They seem to have this allegiance to um, what what most people (laughs) consider like something that seems to be sinister or evil. And um, it wouldn't be, it's obviously something that's like um, hidden in a shroud of mystery, right? So, um, uh, kind of like um, there, there's a whole bunch of things that you have to pull apart there because there's 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 different levels of all those different things, right? So when you start talking about um, Luciferianism versus Satanism, right? So most people don't know that there's distinctions between the yeah. two, and then like um, uh, the the actual the New Age movement is kind of like the new movement for the New World Order. That it is the the world one world religion concept because um you get this idea of pantheism that yeah. god is uh, 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 the universe right mm-hmm. so so uh, all one part of universe yes, like that, right. yeah right yeah so not that god is manifest in the universe like yeah. panentheism but panthe- god is a part of the universe right so you're just as much as god is as god is <laughs> so yeah. to speak right so and then you get those uh, um there's some videos that we're going to put in enemies of civilization that have like uh, these people proclaiming i am god i am god, that type of thing right so um because that that concept satisfies both the secular and the sacred mindset. Why? Well, it doesn't matter if uh, you believe in this God thing at all. Yeah. Uh, if this is if this is going to benefit the environment, and we all share the same environment. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I can get along with those type of policies because they're going to do something that's going to benefit the environment that we live in. You can worship the environment if you want to. It's irrelevant to me, but I'm willing to take care of it. And on that, we have common ground. Yeah, and you're so, still going to support their policies and you're going to yes. go along with it. So again, to put it biblically, your right hand would do whatever yeah. you know you're, yeah. they're gonna put the idea in your yeah. head and you're gonna act like it so so yeah. mark of the beast stuff right so you know and that's always a, an interesting category um we can go through all those different views too but um specifically the idea is on you know you know god says i want to write my laws on your right hand and on your forehead so as you think you act so but the beast what does the beast do you're gonna put the the mark on your right hand or your forehead yeah. i don't care if you believe any of this stuff mm-hmm. but as you better you act, act like you do right and if you don't act like you do then now here comes the enforcement mechanism he calls us all both small, poor, rich, and bond, male and female, to receive a mark on your right hand and forehead. You can't buy, sell, or trade unless you have the mark of the number of the beast. Mm-hmm. And so this is where you get the the uh, the six 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 from. This is wisdom. Let them uh, count for the the number of the beast is six hundred three score and six. Mm-hmm. That's King James version. But um, th- there's there's all of this stuff that's kind of tied into these ideas, and it's interesting when you read kind of like. Um, a lot of the works of like Alice A. Bailey or mm. Blavatsky or any of those, and because those are the works that are, um, uh, were responsible for, um, you know, so Alice A. Bailey she takes over the Theosophical Society after Blavatsky dies, and so you have this idea of like um, Theosophy, and Theosophy becomes like this driving force in the UN policies, and so that's like um, you know Mueller, Robert Mueller, who comes up with the World Core Curriculum, he, he bases that those ideas off of uh, this the, the Theosophical society and the writings of Alice A. Bailey and so you get this this idea of the new world servers and uh, the hierarchy will reveal themselves the spiritual hierarchy mm-hmm. that kind of governs the scenes from behind and um, they will reveal themselves and you get this you, they, they start getting some dates set mm-hmm. like around the 2025 yeah. era and, and you know 2025 is when it's supposed to get spars the St. Paul acute yeah. respiratory syndrome from <laughs> the same guys that gave so us so would you say uh, it's kind of like you know back in time when the whole school system is being built and it kind of with the revolution that was happening at that time you needed factory workers you don't need thinkers you need right, workers yeah. right so there's a system set up to raise the next generation of workers 
Yeah. So do you see the same thing happening for the fourth industrial revolution? Zero. Zero. No, no, no. So it's the opposite, right? So mm-hmm. now, now you got to follow the, the, the concept, right? So now under the, the first uh, real revolution that, that produced this thing that was an arrival to monarchies mm-hmm. was um, uh, the industrial revolution, mm-hmm. right? So as people, as, as the peasant class uh, rises up and they start to get their own wealth, mm-hmm. they want to participate in their political future. Yeah. And so they're looking at the monarchies and they're like, <laughs> why do you guys have this ridiculous divine right of kings to rule? I have yeah. just as much wealth or collectively we have just as much wealth as you. We can get you. our own army and fight you. Yeah. Exactly. And, and and why wouldn't we do that, mm-hmm. right? So And then you get this idea of like, you know, only those who um, land ownership becomes very important and only those people have rights. And so mm-hmm. now you start getting this, this huge buildup, and 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 this is going to be used by another entity um, that kind of brings about other revolutions. Mm-hmm. So a technological revolution brings forth the wealth of the middle class. The middle class then wants to participate in their political future. Mm-hmm. They see this um, monarchy thing as kind of like a hindrance, and so now you're putting a you're putting a ceiling upon our ability to kind of keep rising up. And so, well, we have to overthrow you. So the smart kings were like, "Hey, I'll partner with you." The the kings that refused to to see the sign or see the writing on the wall, those ones lost their heads. Yeah. And so now, as you follow this concept through, you get this birth of the middle class, right? So this aristocracy starts to arise. And so, w- with the rise of the middle class, you have you know kind of like ranks within the middle class as well. And uh, as they want to participate in their political future, um, monarchies start to become the thing of the past, right? So, and so you have this rise of revolution. So you're going to get the one of the main revolutions that does this is the, the is the um, what's known as the French Revolution. Mm-hmm. And so, the, and the French Revolution is such a important. Um, piece of this overall architecture of yeah. this new world order thing because it reveals so much uh because it ties all... in with the god king father friend aspect it, of it too right yeah, yeah. yeah so so you have all these things because they didn't of... only throw away the, the just the kings but there's like a the religious aspect of it too right so yeah, then yeah. that's when they become they'll be the gods of their own life type of thing yeah, yeah. Right? so so you're gonna get the first you know the the declaration of human rights mm-hmm. right so and um <laughs> the the originators of those documents we're gonna find out later uh so there's there's always uh, two things at play, right? So no matter how one-sided one of these things, one of these events may be, there's always like um, uh, the esoteric and mm-hmm. the exoteric. There's this outward like, yeah, this is what's happening. We want our freedom. Yeah. We we want we want all of these quote-unquote mm-hmm. liberties. And then um, there was somebody behind the scenes yeah. who was like, I'm going to use that concept to mm-hmm. rile these people up, to go after these type mm-hmm. of ideas, to get rid of these monarchies because these monarchies are rivaling my power. Yeah. And then once I've expanded this empire thing technologically, then I'm going to systematically mm-hmm. remove. So I'm going to be the cause of, of this whole thing to go from monarchies to nation states mm-hmm. to corporate states to a global state of which I'm then going to rise back to the top of that power yeah. structure in a feudalist fashion mm-hmm. to control it all. And it's going to be done so technologically um <laughs> it's going to be so well done technologically that the, the idea to break apart from it yeah. is going to be almost unthinkable yeah. because at the same time you need to um, reduce the population, right? So if you think about like why population control is such an important piece to this, uh, when the monarchies had their populations, they were relatively small. You had all these standing armies that were taken care of by the nobles. They were paying all the bills and the peasants were working in the fields. They're providing all the crops and stuff like that. And so, well, what's the 
small manageable population. Man. As those guys um, start to have their own money supply and they don't really need me anymore, my uh, my military. Um, well, what do they do? Now they're going to educate themselves. They're going to educate them, ch- their children. They're going to live longer. They're going to eat better food. Man, they're they're everything that taking your resources. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they're 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 that playing they're yeah. playing in my space. So mm-hmm. there's a really good uh, documentary. It's called Everything's a Rich Man's Trick. It's not really this type of stuff, but you know th- that concept of like you know the rich wanted to remain in power, and and they're really crafty behind yeah. the scenes because if you have money and power, you're kind of like you're not doing <laughs> but thinking predominantly mm-hmm. right, and you're aligning yourself with better thinkers yeah. that are out thinking your competition that type of thing. Um, but at the end of this uh, road, you kind of get this idea of like um uh this this thing kind of comes full circle and what what happens well in order to get rid of this thing that i've created to overthrow the monarchies to give rise to the corporate state i need to i need to to get rid of this middle class thing again and get back to a a a smaller manageable uh population population size So that um, technologically now I can do what my vassals and, mm-hmm. and kings and or my, my vassals, my lords and my uh, military uh, were doing back in the day, which yeah. now when you mentioned the jobs and stuff like that earlier, you get this idea of like. Um, they're not preparing people like uh, yeah. for factories and so stuff like that. So the idea was back then you're preparing somebody for the American dream. For so factory you're gonna work and then buy a home, be happy. So now the new American dream would be you'll own nothing, you'll be happy, and the next generation is being um, risen, and then uh, the way they're being um, it's kind of like the yeah, yeah conditioned to yeah. be the next. Uh, Surf population, really. exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, because uh, po- so, there's going to be less of them, yeah. they're going to be less educated. Exactly. They're going to have, you know, <laughs> there's a lot of videos on it now, but they're going to have, you know, you, you see all like the fake trees or the mm-hmm. GMO trees yeah. and the GMO foods and all that kind of stuff. Everything's kind of being genetically modified along with the people mm-hmm. themselves, yeah. right? And so to become like a world citizen, right? So now you're yeah. uh, you're not being taught to be your own sovereign being that's going to go achieve something, but you're going to be taught to be this uh, part of the right. society that they created. Yeah, a world society. Exactly. The collective whole, yeah. right? the hive mind. It's mm-hmm. all that same and stuff. And you will actually be happy by owning nothing because everything will be given to you, if you as long as you go with the, yeah, with yeah. the flow, and right? So this is, you know, this is <laughs> in biblical parlance this would be like you know the Revelation 13 mm-hmm. it's going to control everything and you can't buy sell or trade unless you have the mark of yeah. the number of the beast and the mark wouldn't be it's not going to be a computer mm-hmm. it's not a computer chip, chip. Yeah. it's not uh, an implant it's not a mm-hmm. tattoo it's none of those things right so um, uh, so you you get this this um, this idea that these um, that, that the middle class is really the now is the target mm-hmm. uh, because only and you know, we talked a little bit about it last time where you have, you know, um, who would be able to stand against you in this type of scenario? Yeah. And so people that are, you know, strong, I mean, strong in what way? Well, physically, yeah. they can they can physically remove they you. They can do something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so, well, well, that's a problem. So, but if they're strong, and but they don't know nothing. Yeah. Then, you know, it's like a bear. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, I can put you behind, uh, I can put you in a zoo, in a cage, and you're good, right? You, you're not smart enough to break your way yeah. out. You're not going to make a tool or anything like that. So... Um, but if you're um, if you have an education, right? So and we don't really mean like in like a college yeah. degree type education. Because clearly, no, that doesn't mean anything. Yeah. <laughs> right. So I would say like you know people get their ticket punched for no, different yeah. reasons, but. You know, <laughs> um, 
but yeah, so you 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 would want a, a male population that's educated, that's um, that can actually physically do something, mm-hmm. right? So, um, which is why you know you you take all those people and you you make them Call of Duty. Yeah. <laughs> Here's this video game, right? So now you can satisfy that 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 um, testosterone yeah. by sitting there at a computer screen. But you know your your avatar, the person that's running around in the game, is like a, a, an amazing warrior. But the person that's behind that on the keyboard and the controller, uh, they're not. So, yeah. um, so not so, not so much of a threat, right? So, and then at the same time, the younger generations are taught to be uh, less aggressive, mm-hmm. right? So we talked a little bit about sports. You're given the participation trophies, yeah. and that you know um, you're going to blur the lines between you know um, a whole <laughs> a whole host of categories to make um, a, a weaker population. Yeah. And then there's that phrase, you know, strong men create. Yeah, strong men create good times. Good men. Uh... I guess a strong man create good times. Good times create weak men. Weak men create uh, hard times. Hard time create strong men. Yeah, right. So the, the cycle repeats. Yeah. Right? So, um, and, and that's kind of what we've seen. So, but as you go through those cycles, you're if if I know that that's the case, mm-hmm. and I have the ability to affect that, and I know that that's the one thing that stands between me and and reaching my my end goal, then one hundred percent, I'm gonna mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna make sure your new standard of strong is a lot lower than the previous yeah. standard. So you have these guys that you know. Eight, Uh, 20-year-olds jumping off on D-Day, going to their deaths versus people... <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a different, um, different era. Of, and, and, yeah. and people, uh, it, but it, to understand that it's engineered that way, yeah. right? So there's because it, this whole concept of the new world order, right? So we, we've talked a little bit about you know like some of the stuff that's going on, and there's there's some clear transition points that are going to be made, right? So. Um, we're, we're going to see like the rise of like um, top-down surveillance, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, people forget that you know, like, so if, if we mention like the social credit score of China, <laughs> it's yeah. built off the framework of the social security infrastructure here in the United States, yeah. right? So our same companies export that concept, and now uh, Chinese were like, hey, we can use that for a social credit score. Why? Mm-hmm. Why are you just using it for like um, uh, finance? Yeah, right? and so, then like you say, now them having like full control over their tech companies and all that stuff, they have the ability to have all this facial recognition. Yeah. They yeah. Have have two cameras per person which they have the number one population when it comes to number wise you know <laughs> yeah. so uh it's just crazy incredible how fast they can move on and yeah. and yep. for people that think that that's not coming here it's just right yeah. and so on top of that right so you look at like um the the military power that we have not in terms of like exporting force in the world but like um in terms of what we mentioned before in communist version one and two which is the five eyes the seven eyes the nine eyes and the 14 eyes alliances right so these are you know um security surveillance alliances that we've made with intelligence uh, of other nation states of the world and we share all of this information right yeah. so uh, but the architecture, the thing that supports that are private corporations. Yeah. Right? So. so that comes to, in the first part, uh, episode, we talked about a little bit about as nations, you have very limited amount of stuff that you can do, uh-huh. which is like, you know, if you want to uh, spy on your own people, you need something like that where yeah. you would let Great Britain to do it and then share. Right, 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 but yeah. if you have tech companies, something like Facebook that has over $2 billion or $3 yeah, billion yeah. now combined all together, uh-huh. and then you willingly go and give them your data yeah they don't need like you said the imaginary line of uh-huh. nations and all that stuff it's all gone yeah and they have all that power of 
uh, you know, you, like yep. to our horror, yeah. people willingly went and gave <laughs> on day to day, time to yes. time. What are they doing? Yes. What are they staying? The same thing. So if imagine you you go to somebody and say, hey, give me your name, your address, your email, yeah. your telephone number. Your, yeah. Get out of here. Hey, I'll give you this uh, this thing to network with your friends and family. But you yeah. give me all that information. You sign this little agreement, and I'm going to be able to sell that information on the back end. And so there's a whole bunch of like good documentaries that are kind of like on each piece of that, yeah. like a, what each uh, company does with your data and um how that affects like you know your how you're served up ads like you yeah. could be talking about something mm-hmm. next and we know pick up our phone 10 minutes from now like hey there's yeah. a <laughs> there's an ad on something that we we're talking about right so yeah. the, uh, the, the ability to serve all those things up like um wholesale in real time is is very important if you're an advertiser right yeah. um but if you're in the security business then you know it becomes um <laughs> even more important yeah, <laughs> yeah it's a little, little bit more yeah. important right? so uh, so we're gonna get uh, we get to like you know the world army right mm-hmm. so they're they're crafting NATO is kind of like this uh, infrastructure thing for like the world army yeah. and you look at like a world constitution like the Universal Declaration of Human Rights and so you don't need uh, the Bill of Rights and the Constitution mm-hmm. of the United States anymore you now need uh, this world charter again yeah. because you have uh, you have a global market you have a global economy mm-hmm. you have you have all these things that are you can put global next to and then you have well national policy yeah uh, you know that don't really fit because you're only looking out between these borders and boundaries that you know yes you spilt blood over these things yeah, it's but a bottleneck you know what i mean yeah it, you, don't, it you want it to be like nice and beautiful yeah. and don't worry some of these rights that you have will have we have them here too so what's the difference <laughs> yeah. you know yeah. so so if you're a business and you're sharing this product or service across uh, national lines um there's a whole bunch of things that are kind of um uh, either can uh, you can either be a hindrance to a nation state right so um, or you can wield the power, right? So, so, so think about it, right? So now you have uh, nations being like uh, Russia. They're mm-hmm. saying like, hey, you know, Visa says your credit card no longer works for in, in, mm-hmm. in this entire nation, right? So, um, if you look at uh, BlackRock and hey, we manage you know ten trillion dollars in assets. Um, uh, that, that's greater than the GDP and of most countries. Yeah, we disagree what Russia is doing, so we're going to yeah. do something about it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, but they can do something about it without there being some type. Of, it, the idea is this gets done without some type of elected official, yeah. right? So when you're able to create an entity that can circumvent any elected official, so you don't need the democracy. Mm-hmm. Mo- yeah. You don't need all these political models anymore. Mm-hmm. Those are you don't need those anymore. Yeah. Why, why, why would we handcuff ourselves with those ideas? It fascinates me how good they are at what they do. Uh-huh. So, a few months ago, people wouldn't even know where Ukraine is. <laughs> yeah, right. you, you know, I live with Same. a Ukrainian. Yeah. So, when people come, <laughs> when it came to the time where it's like, hey, where are you from? And you uh-huh. say Ukraine, it was easier to say Russia, right, right. just so they leave you alone. Because, yeah, like, yeah. where is that? What it is? Yeah, you know, yeah. so, like, not that, you know, my uh, same thing with me. I'm Armenian, but I would say Russia just so they right, can yeah, leave me alone. Yeah. In LA, everybody knows what Armenia is, but outside of that, it's kind of like you have to uh, you have right, some explaining yeah. to do, right? Uh-huh. So, two months ago, everybody is at that level of oh, where is that and stuff like that. Uh-huh. And then now, all of a sudden, you have people in unanimous support for Ukraine, which I'm not saying don't support them, you know. Uh-huh. But on the other hand, you have 150 million of other people that don't really want this war. These are brother states. They're right. people that you know um, intermarrying and all that stuff. They have family members and all that stuff. Yeah. So. Not everybody wants this for, but right. all of a sudden, all these sanctions and all this stuff that's being done to the 150 million people, uh-huh. all these people that feel good by having the Ukrainian flag or right, painting yeah. their nails, or <laughs> we've seen some crazy stuff, right? Yeah. Uh, standing naked with Ukrainian flag all over right, you. Yeah, yeah. None of that, that really does anything. <laughs> Zero does do but anything. supporting <laughs> companies 
punishing some other people all of a sudden becomes like this normal oh you know yeah we i have russian friends too and it affects them in a bad way and they're not really for the war most of them are already here and then but they still have families there they don't want the war right and so i mean getting into like the real you know Mm -hmm. ideas behind these wars yeah (laughs) it was always a fun piece right so you get all the the lithium that's there Mm -hmm. and so and then that is going to tie into the green policies because you know if you're going green then you're going to need batteries and you know electricity the whole build back better deal is if we if you need lithium for everything that you want to do pretty yeah. much you know yeah. <laughs> and then you look at like uh, all the bio labs that are there that initially oh, there's no bio labs and now there's mm-hmm. all these bio labs that are there and so um there, there's a whole bunch more mm-hmm. um and things that, the that war is being into. used for like again if you look at what trudeau did in canada with uh-huh. these emergency powers and stuff like that now Zelensky is doing in ukraine such yeah, yeah. as like you know now under this uh, unanimous information act or whatever uh-huh. now he controls all media all media becomes yeah. state controlled media <laughs> yeah. you know that's not far off what russia had in under ussi about 30 years ago yeah. you know yeah. old media was right. state media uh-huh. they controlled it yeah. you know and then now you have him getting rid of all this uh, i think about 11 political parties uh-huh. that are against him that they have russian ties all of a sudden right, so yeah. what's going to happen they're gone too yep. you yep. know so now yep. you have one hero guy <laughs> that's there to protect their country and yeah, I feel bad for Nobody's the there. Yeah. Remember Reagan, the seven. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm from the government and I'm here to help. Yeah, like the, the eight most, like, uh, <laughs> the scariest word, like, a politician yeah, yeah. can tell you, right? Yeah. And I feel bad for the people that are cutting between this, uh-huh. you know? It's like, you didn't choose this, yeah. you know? Like, again, when you talk to anybody from there, it's like, well, the NATO gives you the ability to freely travel. And we like that, you know. You don't. You don't have to go through this visa process uh, three, four months or whatever. You can. That's all they want. They don't really uh, want to be like, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I mean, that's the whole idea of creating something that you know that somebody is gonna. It's kind of like you know what you do in business. You yeah. get your hooks in. Like, yeah. I know you like to travel. Mm-hmm. We know that you like to. We get a list of things because we have all your data. <laughs> yeah. We know exactly what you like. Yeah. And we're gonna use that as leverage mm-hmm. against um, uh, our the policies that we want to pass. So if you like all of these, kind of like you know with this idea of like uh you remember the the canadian minister of health she was on like um now is the time to kind of like put all the hooks in right so yeah. as if we can dangle the carrot in front of them because if we just open up yeah. and, and we haven't passed all these measures then we lose the yeah. ability right? we also so, had uh, on cnn uh the lady i forgot her name she was like the head of planned parenthood too uh, i think she's like a doctor at cnn saying that right before like texas started opening up florida opening up what uh, she was saying is like we have to tie all this opening back up to vaccines because then people are going to start doing what they want to do and right. we can't use the vaccine as a leverage right, right, for them yeah. to get back to normal you <laughs> know what i mean and th- that was televised and yeah. people that watch that type of stuff like i mean like saying like wait a minute what are you what are you yeah. saying <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> I mean, it's so we have an outbreak that works completely different based on it's like time zones. You know what I mean? Here yeah, it's a little bit yeah, different. You go yeah. over there. Yeah. And none of it's none of it's real. Yeah. Right? So especially if you if you care to like um, like really get into like the the nitty gritty and lose like some uh, some sleep over um, <laughs> going over the mountain of data that's kind of required to do something like that. Um, and and on so many different levels. So, but you know the the fingerprints of. Uh, uh, the same characters mm-hmm. behind the scenes. Uh, they all, well, they always show up everywhere. So um, you remember um, every time that there's some type of uh, quote unquote crisis, there's always like um, this rhetoric about, you know, uh, don't let a good crisis go to waste. Yeah. Right. So um, 
that is kind of like um, kind of like exoteric stuff, yeah. right? So, but if you've been involved in the planning of it, and, and it's demonstrable that. Uh, or demonstrable that you can actually go through and show like, hey, you know, like you had a hand in this here. You had a yeah. hand in this here. Th- this is you that doing reminds this. reminds me of something else that we have to say. Sorry, I cut you off. But so when you say esoteric, esoteric, and then the hand, all that stuff, uh-huh. we want another thing we want to cover probably under civilian podcast will be all these symbols and symbolologies, right? Yeah, yeah, so hidden yeah. hand would be part of that esoteric yeah, yeah. and exoteric. I'm going to tell you something else too, but I have something hidden in my pocket. Yeah, you know, that's yeah. the, what I actually want to do, you yeah. know? So we'll get into all that stuff too. Yeah, all, all the, of, the yeah. symbols, you know, like like in communist subversion, the symbols reveal who they actually are, right? So um, with the social, the, the secret social societies, right? So Rhodes, uh, Cecil Rhodes, uh, he would say, like, hey, we don't have a need for like any secret handshakes or secrets. So the yeah. Quigley is, is actually talking about Rhodes when he, when in, in Tragedy and Hope, uh, where he's like, oh, they don't have a need for all the, because th- most of those guys that are at that level, they uh, they all know each other, right? So they're good business buddies, yeah. right? So they're on a first name basis. So there's no need for any of that type of stuff, right? But when yeah, if, every time I see you, I wouldn't introduce myself every time yeah, you know we go for a handshake. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so we know it. Right? Yeah. So, but, you know, when, when you're creating these uh, subgroups um, in, in multiple, round table <laughs> affiliates um, you kind of need those type of things to kind of keep um, some semblance of like uh, uh, who's initiated and who's not because if you're initiated uh, and then you know with this we'll kind of cover some of the stuff like uh, what that actually means because you have Manly P. Hall who writes um, The Secret Destiny of America and the you know, the um, secret teaching of all ages. Yeah. So, so he has a whole bunch of stuff. And, you know, there's a bunch of quotes you can pull from there saying like, um, the, the rights or the initiation rights that they go through, you know, the people are looking for meaning within them. Mm-hmm. And, and those, they're specific in that, you know, that to know that you're initiated isn't, isn't that, you know, something by that initiation. It's just a, a way to kind of like get more and more and more and more hooks into you. Right. So, yeah. Um, it's not that the initiation uh, has some type of like something that gets in- endowed to you or, or your, any mystical sense, right? So, um, uh, it, it's just a way to keep uh, keep the order, right? Mm-hmm. So, if you remember, it was uh, Cesar Rhodes who said he wanted to model uh, all of this stuff after the Jesuit, Jesuit order, order because yeah. of the uh, amount of organizational structure that they have, mm-hmm. right? So. Um, but yeah, that, that that these type of structures exist, and um, they seem to be. Um, um, outside the the peripheral vision of most yeah. people, so this job of mm-hmm. the civilian podcast is to kind of bring this type of thing to light. So, yeah, yeah. Whether you want it or not, it will affect you, right? So yeah. I lived in the world of like, who cares? That happens there. It's yeah. like you never. And then you slowly, slowly start getting into. Once you get into it, like it affects like in every. You know, yeah. So if they have the type of control that they can say you can no longer – your money that you've been working for, saving yeah. up for, whatever, no longer you can access to it and stuff like that. Right, yeah. at, at that point now, just like, you know, it's war. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you yeah, go, you yeah. know, when you so, go after somebody. Right. Yeah. So, now, I mean, imagine um, when that becomes a reality for other people than, you know, the Canadian people who – or anybody who kind of helped out with the yeah. trucker convoy. Type Which of. is the crazy part, right? So you yeah. can say, okay, you can – name called these people, put them in a certain bucket, and then start doing whatever you wanted to them. And it yeah. seems like most of them would be okay with it. They're just a hindrance. They're there. Then, like, you know, they're honking and all that stuff. Right, yeah. But then when you start going after people that support them, which is yeah. like, hey, I have 50 bucks, and I see what you're doing, and here it is. And then they can find you and then make an example out of you. That's all it is. So, yeah. so, but it, it's, you know, so you think of, like um, – Remember, we have the five eyes, yeah. the seven eyes, the nine eyes, the mm-hmm. fourteen eyes alliance, right? Is currently where it's at. 
and and th- that's old data mm-hmm. right? so maybe it's the that's, 40 yeah, guys i don't exactly, know yet right? yeah. so, so you go wait a minute so um now they have an old saying guy probably <laughs> yeah, so yeah, yeah remember uh eagle eye that was yeah. the whole idea of, of eagle eye right so yeah. um well if they have this type of capability through the national reconnaissance mm-hmm. office sharing all this information with all these intelligence services it wouldn't be anything for the canadian government to be like hey you know um without even having to go go to the company mm-hmm. you know the the <laughs> they would probably already know where all the contributions yeah. came from they could pinpoint everybody on a on a google map mm-hmm. and so um it, it the, to know where the technology is this is the whole idea behind you know the you know, the, the the legislation that gets passed in the United States after um, 119, mm-hmm. you get this idea of like, hey, we're trying to get the, the laws, the legal system to catch up to where the technology was, right? So if you think when the internet first uh, popped up on the scene for the for commercial use, you have mm-hmm. all this all these ideas or, or uh, these legalities that needed to be worked out for like intellectual property rights, yeah. right? So who owns the data, you know, and that's going to be an interesting thing that pops up because the human genome projects and stuff mm-hmm. like that, that kind of like led to some other uh, laws that needed to be passed. But um, you get this idea of like um, the the legalities need to catch up to where the technology is because we're going to do something different yeah. uh, with this next phase. Now that now that we can surveil everything and we can kind of like pinpoint every single data uh, point that that can pop up on you know whatever medium, whether it be like your your cell phone, you send a text message, a telephone call, a landline call, it doesn't matter. Um, uh, once we have the capability to do that, you want to. You gotta you gotta take that to the next step. It's one thing to surveil. Imagine like a a sniper out in the field. Mm-hmm. Like you know, he, he can look. He can do reconnaissance all day long. But never pull the trigger. Yeah. So so now you put that second piece. All right. So now we're gonna put the laws in place that coerce your body to be able to. Yeah. And and this is the arm that we saw with the the outbreak, right? So now putting the laws on the books that say, hey, like and they do in Australia, like hey, you have to check in every so often with mm-hmm. this app, and we can tell if like you're at your household mm-hmm. or if you those uh, type of things. They, they had a, interesting name i think it was like a wellness wellness check wellness check yeah, yeah. yeah so the idea is there is an app it will send you a random uh you have to check in and within 15 minutes if you don't take a picture of your face to show that it's you and send uh, a uh, geolocation yeah, because when you send the image your geolocation is in the exactly. image is better yeah. than the metadata yeah so if you don't do that they're going to assume that you're not okay something happened to you and the police will show up yeah that's yeah. the idea right yeah nonsense i mean <laughs> of course it's it's all for your safety yeah, course, like, you yeah. know we want you to be yeah. safe yeah. right mm-hmm. <laughs> like like the uh like the serum, mm-hmm. we want it to be safe and effective. Asteroids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. So there's, um, I mean, we can uh, we have yeah. like, what a seventy, we're 70 page over, slide that we're on page three on. Yeah, and we're already over an hour, so it was probably like a good spot to end this one. Yeah. And uh, you know, probably um, we'll we'll pick up on on the next one where yeah. we start up. Yeah. So, I mean, this is a good, uh, I guess, uh, introduction into, yeah. uh, the civilian podcast mm-hmm. and the kind of ideas that we're going to cover. We want to put it in like a succinct format so that, you know, if you're watching the earlier versions of this, you're going to get like the, the grassroots stuff that yeah. kind of, that, that build over time rather than like, you know, jumping from topic to topic. Mm-hmm. And so that you can, you know, if you're wondering like, hey, where's this piece of data that I heard you guys talk about? It's yeah. probably going to be like earlier on in the videos. Mm-hmm. And we're going to, we got to figure out our, our naming convention for yeah. each one of these. And, well, we're you know. trying to, it's a, we're not a 
more I guess we're now podcasters, you know, but yeah, we're trying to <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll get better at this too. Make sure that everything yeah. is a little bit better structured, where you know, easy to follow too. Yeah, uh, our conversations usually are very chaotic, and then just jump. We can start somewhere, <laughs> end up with uh, you know, yeah. who knows where. Yeah. So we'll try to be a little bit more structured, <clears throat> where it's easy to follow, and um, yeah, make sure that we have all the good information. You know, yeah, uh, try to cut yeah. out all the fat too and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. that's that's yeah. another thing. Cut mm-hmm. out all the fat in between. And so, you know, like we always say, like, it'd be good if somebody had already made, like, some type of repository yeah. where you can go and, like, all of the stuff. Is, I mean, I've, I've seen a, a ton of sites and I have, like, probably uh, <laughs> as many as, as can be Googled bookmarks. On, oh, like, somewhere. three computers opened. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like so like there's four, a Google Chrome open with full tabs. Another 400 one. tabs, yeah. 200 yeah. tabs. Yeah. It's like, yeah. man, no wonder my computer's dying. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so to bring things, I guess, to a close mm-hmm. here, um, this is the first civilian podcast yeah. official. So. so you can support this podcast, I guess, this episode by purchasing yeah, from Iconic civilian. Label, the yeah. civilian hoodie. Yeah. I think, uh, yeah, this is a uh, – we'll, we'll show the back one too because yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. it has we'll, like a we'll nice big print. Yeah. yeah, and then um, – or so, you can go to Patreon, right? Yeah, patreon.com slash the Iconic Podcast mm-hmm. if you want to buy – yeah, one of the 3D Puff, uh, 3D Puff Pets. patch. Uh, these, are, these are probably my favorite one out of all of them. Yeah. I know you like the white one, but yeah. I really like the camo one. <laughs> so yeah. The camo, the black, and the white mm-hmm. are available at theiconiclabel.com. So yeah. we spent some time revamping the website. So mm-hmm. uh, before it kind of looked like some international yeah. <laughs> website. I think it threw people off. Like, what yeah. is this? So uh, we're, we're but working. now it's more yeah. uh, conducive we're, to what we're doing. We're physically involved in when it comes to the whole aspect of it, designing, yeah. printing, not yeah. printing, so, but pressing and all yeah, that stuff and yeah. shipping out yeah right so if, if it's going to be our physical mm-hmm. hands that are yeah. putting the product together and sending it and out now we're yeah. offering uh, i guess like we'll be like on screen uh selection too so that you can get the hoodie and the hat for yeah, like yeah. A, where you can save about 10 percent. yeah 10 yeah, percent. yeah so uh-huh. if you get a hoodie and a hat together there's it's a package that's on the the front end of the site that you can just click on that yeah. and go through the and so we have a you know so it's mobile friendly so if you wanted to purchase mobile it's fine yeah. too so so with that being said all the other links would be below in the description mm-hmm. make sure you follow everywhere at least like the rumble instagram and all that because yeah. anytime any of this can go and then we're like you know we're, yeah you know, we're, we just have to read like on the, yeah, it's kind of like on a daily basis of this one got to, or at least back when we were yeah. uploading, you know. So hey, we have that to was the yeah. pain in the... In yeah, the, yeah. yeah. yeah so, so make sure you're uh, following everywhere. And then, um, yeah, with that uh, being said. And that's about it.